0: self and not for other people, because the longer you waste your time living for other people, the more wasted your talent is. Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory and hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life. We are different because instead of
1: just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Welcome to episode 18 of the Bravehearted Podcast. My name is Mindy Mercurio, career coach and business guru, helping exhausted women try their find their true passion in life. Just as a reminder, some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children.
0: What's up, guys? My name is Kelsey Kenry, and I am a personal development coach working with women all over the world to find their purpose outside of motherhood. So, what we are talking about today is about being the yes woman. And what we are going to talk about is what is a yes woman? Why do people become yes women? And how do we stop being? a yes woman. So this is something that is very regularly seen. We are expected as women, or we expect of ourselves as women to be everything to everyone. And that means we are saying yes to everybody, but ourselves. So today we're going to talk about what that looks like, why we do it and how you can stop doing it. So Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for sharing our podcast with your friends. Please make sure if you're listening to this episode, take a little screenshot, post it on your social, and tag us so we can reshare you. Before we get started today, I just want to say that if you are somebody who has been thinking about seeking therapy to work through things that you're feeling, or you're having some recurring struggles, you can always make an appointment with BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy platform. It's incredible. You can do your sessions with your therapist from anywhere. So if you want to try that out, you can go to betterhelp.com forward slash bravehearted. So Mindy, tell me, what is a Yes Woman? That's a great question. So
1: a yes woman is someone who says yes to things without thinking about herself first. The first inclination of a yes woman is to just accept whatever is kind of asked of them without taking into consideration maybe how they feel about it, their values, uh, the things that are important to them, and simply looking to make someone else happy. They could also be known as people pleaser, So that is what a yes woman
0: is. Yeah, and people-pleasing is like, I don't think that really like people-pleasing is something that a lot of people say they are. And it can be a really great excuse for a lot of people on why they aren't prioritizing themselves, I think, and what's important to them. So I think that that's, you know, being... A yes woman is when you are consistently saying yes to other people and that in turn is saying no to the things that are important to you or you want to be important to you. This shows up like when you want to reach a goal and you're not reaching it because you don't have time because you're letting everybody else fill your schedule, things like that. So a yes woman is, you know, like I said, not prioritizing the things that are important to you and not aligning with your own values because you're so worried about other people and what they may think. So. I think you said something really
1: important is like people don't even realize it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we talk about people pleasing and people are like, oh, you know, that's not me. I'm not a people pleaser. But in reality, if you are the person who's always saying yes to something instead of what you want or need or saying yes to things that align outside of your values, just because you want to do stuff for other people. Yeah, actually you are a people pleaser. And I think a lot of times we just don't realize that I've, I've been there myself. By saying yes to other people instead of saying yes to myself and allowing other people to control and dictate my schedule, whether it's work or friendships or, you know, even a spouse sometimes. You know, it puts you Mm -hmm. in a position where you're overwhelmed, frustrated, tired, resentful even because you're not prioritizing the things that are important to you.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And I like that you brought up being resentful because I think that that's, it's hard because a lot of people don't recognize that they're being the yes woman or that you're being the people pleaser until you're there, until you're angry, until you're in the situation to where you're like, why is nobody giving me what I need? Why does nobody respect me? Why is nobody honoring my feelings? And then it's like, whoa, let's back it up a little bit. Can we take some ownership of how we got there?
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of leads into self-respect. You know, we say things about people not respecting us, but it really starts with us respecting ourselves. So if you're, you know, allowing yourself to be the yes woman and you're putting other people first and things that kind of don't align with you, it can make you, angry, right? So like you get resentful when you get angry, but it can also make it, it makes you feel guilty. Um and then you just continue to like be in this cycle of saying yes to other people and saying no to yourself because you've kind of put yourself there already. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah it is it's a serious cycle and it's something that I see actually with a lot of my clients because A lot of what I talk about with clients comes back to, you know, respecting yourself and making choices that reflect that. And for a lot of people, we don't value or respect ourselves. And so that's how we make our decisions is based upon that. And so, you know, it makes me think about when I'm talking to a client and She, she says something that's like talking about how she doesn't feel good. And then we dig into, well, why do you not feel good? And then it's, you know, what are you doing for yourself? And then it's, well, nothing because I don't have time for myself. And then it's, what are you saying yes to? Because you're in charge of your calendar, which we talked about in time management. And so it's just like that cycle because you feel bad about saying yes. So you disrespect yourself by continuing to say yes, and then you feel bad about doing it. So in order to almost, it's almost like a numbing or a coping mechanism to where instead of being forced to take that ownership of, ooh, I am saying yes to all these things. I am putting myself in this position. I am not setting boundaries. It forces you to take responsibility and take ownership for that. And so that's uncomfortable for people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Nobody wants to hear that they've done something to themselves. Like that, that's probably the most awkward, painful like thing is like, it's easier to blame other people, right? To say, or or to blame your circumstances to say, listen, I'm just too busy with work. Like my job is covering me up. You know, this crazy, you know, as of the day that we're recording this, all this crazy coronavirus stuff is going on. So like, Oh, I've got, you know, my kids at home homeschooling and work's expecting me to do this. And like, I've got all these circumstances that are preventing me from doing the things that I want to do. But in reality, are they really, are you just allowing other things to be the yes for you? And you don't want to take ownership of that fact because you're ashamed or embarrassed or just mad at yourself.
0: Yeah, that's, a, it's a good point. And it's like, if you don't get to that place to where you can be accepting of here's where I am, here's what I'm going to do about it. But when it comes to like, you know, what, what is this yes woman people pleaser? What does this look like? So obviously it's the person who is not prioritizing themselves. It's the person that's consistently saying yes to other things that are not For themselves. It's the person that is not respecting themselves and therefore making choices that are reflective of that. And it's also the person that is stretched very thin, which leads back to what we were saying about being overwhelmed and frustrated. But what a lot of times the yes woman or the people pleaser doesn't realize is when you are doing this, you are spreading yourself so thin that you are giving like 5% in all these 80 different areas yes. versus if you were to dial it back to like 10 areas that are important to you, maybe, I'm not going to do math here, but figure out the percentage. It would be more. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> One million percent.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and then this goes, you know, speaking of different areas. So then it puts you in the position to where if you are a mother, if you are working, if you are a wife, if you are a sister, if you are a daughter, if you are a human, <laughs> you cannot be as fully who you are supposed to be or show up as, as the person that you may want to be. When you literally aren't capable because you are spread so thin, it's like when you hit the end of the day, like me yesterday. Mm. Whew, Lord save me! Right, um, the end of the day, we're we're going on three weeks in quarantine in our house with my working my full schedule, two toddlers. It's a lot. So you like it would not be smart of me at the end of the day to do something for somebody else. I don't have the ability to do that. I am all done. But instead we're like, we're in that position to where we're in that drain position. And what the yes woman people pleaser does is sure. Yeah. I'll be there.
1: Yeah. It's the sacrificial lamb that like, they literally lay themselves out until they can't take any more and say yes to everything. And then there's like this snapping point, right? So like you, you've given so much of yourself that you end up like snapping at your spouse, snapping at your kids, breaking down in a closet with a freaking chocolate bar and crying or something. I don't know whatever you do to cope. Right. It's like all (sighs) these, it's all these memes on the internet that are like, I can't get through like this day without a bottle of wine. But in reality, if you would just like dial it back a little bit, and dedicate yourself to 10 things, I know, I'm shaking my head on the inside, if you dedicate yourself to 10 things instead of 100 things, you wouldn't feel that way, so I have this employee whom I love, and she is very, very passionate about what we do, and she wants to be on top, she wants to be number one, she wants to be the best, so she literally says yes to everything, every training, every appointment, every appointment, Every customer, any opportunity, like any challenge I throw out to my team, we're in sales, we're very competitive. She says yes to all of it, every single bit of it. She sent me her schedule this week and I have been coaching her and saying, hey, listen, you've got to put breaks in for yourself. You've got to take time for yourself. When are you doing this for yourself? And she sent me her calendar this week. And literally, Kelsey, I tell you, there was not one single minute on there for herself except for sleep. Mm -mm. Not a minute. And just a few weeks ago, she almost ended up in the hospital because she was so exhausted, so worn out, so tired. She got sick, and then she just kept going. And that, to me, is just, like, what I picture – when I picture the extreme of the yes woman, right? Like the, I'm going to give a hundred million percent in every area and guys, it's impossible. Like as an employer, when I see like an employee doing this, if it's somebody, for example, who wants to be promoted and move into a leadership role, I know that I can't put that person in a leadership role because what they're going to do is they're going to burn themselves out and then they're responsible for other employees who won't get what they need because their leader can't take care of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's the same thing for you. Whether you're in a leadership role, which I think at the end of the day we're all leaders in one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. If you're in a leadership role, if you're a parent, if you're a human, you know, if you are, you know, stretching yourself too thin, if you're not like doing for yourself, you are going to hurt someone else outside of you, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not able to give the best of what you can give to people. And that's just not fair to anybody.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a great example of like how it shows up and definitely can physically manifest. And that's, you know, that's, that's it's interesting because hearing you talk about that, I think about my transition from fitness coaching into the personal development space and starting to see, obviously on the fitness side, some of that physical manifestation was actually what led me to kind of start asking more questions to people, which is how I ended up in this space because it was like, wait, like I see you're working out and you're eating well or whatever, but like what else is going on? You know, what's the underlying, like, it's so interesting when you start to like open that can of worms with stress and all it's like, well, that's why, you know, even as it results, you know, in, in fat loss, when people are like, I swear, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And like, it's not happening. And I'm like, okay, well, like what else is happening? Like not fitness and they're like oh well this is and this and I'm like oh yeah well that's why <laughs> like
1: your cortisol you know? levels are through the roof you know like
0: yeah exactly exactly so i think it's you know we we've recognized okay this is what a yes woman is i think that we've definitely both been there many a times mm-hmm. and i think that it's important for us to talk a little bit about why people become yes women because i think that you know talking about the why's behind everything i think that when we explore this then it allows us to kind of see it coming or when we understand like one of the things i talk about a lot is is making that connection of like this happens because so if we know we can do better and i think one of the you know there's two reasons that really come to mind and one of the big ones is as we talk about so often, fear. Yep. So what do you think about, you know, making decisions out of fear and what that looks like?
1: Obviously people do it because they don't want to disappoint somebody. They don't want to be seen as weak. And I have to check myself a lot on this. In fact, this past week, lots of transitions going on at work. uh, Lots of of everything going on. And I had to check myself in two places. So the first was, you know, I was taking time off of work because my husband and I had planned a trip and uh, it got canceled because of the current world going on. But with all this transition going on at work because of what's going on in the world right now, I was really fearful that if I took time off, I would be viewed as unreliable when we're going through this big transition at work, right? Because we're, we've completely changed the way that we do business as an organization because of what's going on. So I didn't want to take the time off and I was stressed out about it. So I called one of my peers and I said, hey, I just kind of need like a sanity check because I know that I'm being ridiculous, but I need to talk it out and make sure that I really am being ridiculous. And So I was like, this is what I'm afraid of. This is what's happening. This is how I feel about it. And she's like, Mindy, everybody knows that you're the hardest worker. Don't stress about this. Like you're, you're being insane. Like your team is going to be fine. And I was like, okay, that's what I needed to hear. I felt better now. Mm -hmm. But that fear is so real because you don't want to be seen as unreliable. Even like when you know that it's, maybe you're just kind of being a little ridiculous, right? Like I knew I was being a little ridiculous, but I still needed to hear from somebody else that I like, I was being ridiculous.
0: Yeah, we need that feedback as people though. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that's why I tell so many people like clients, friends, whatever, like journal, write stuff down because even seeing stuff on a page makes such a difference, but it's really... I can understand exactly how that is, like it, especially when it comes to business. And I think that this is something that's really common for for women in business, actually, because we already have this need to prove ourselves, right? Because we're women, and it's like I can do that. Like I don't care what you say, I can do that. I can do that. And so it's like that becomes like what runs through our head. Like I can do all those things. I can do, and like I am very guilty of like I'll do all the jobs. Like I don't need employees. I'll do all the jobs. Like, I got it. You know I'm like that. Yeah. And so, and it's, it puts us in that position to where it's like, oh wait, like now I can't do my best work because it's like, I'm spending time on things that are not where my passion is or things like that. And so I think it really shows up in, in business. And even like, I've had to, in this whole transition of my business, I've really, had to almost like work backwards with like, okay, what is the optimal amount of like clients I can take where I can give 100% in every session with a client? And because I was that person in the fitness industry that was a fitness coach and before being a fitness coach was cool and before everybody was a fitness coach. And it was like, you still have this like scarcity, like oh, I need to take everybody because if I don't take this client right now, somebody else is going to take them. And so moving from that, I had to do a lot of work around that to where it's like, I can't take every single client. I have to limit the amount of clients I can take, which is hard. And it's even hard now because like when I have a consultation with someone, I'm like, oh, this person, like we need each other so badly, right? And to have to be like, you have to wait until I have a spot open. Like that's hard. So it's it's easier in that moment to just say yes. But then again, it goes back to what we were talking about with, it puts you in a position to where you're not doing your best work or being your best self. So I think it's very common with women in business and obviously motherhood too, saying, because it's like, I mean, you can say no to your kids, but they're not going to be happy about it. You know what I mean?
1: But I also think too, so like I think not only is this about the fear of disappointing someone else, but something that you said that made me think was I think that there's a fear of disappointing yourself too because you're setting unrealistic expectations for yourself and Mm -hmm. you expect so much out of yourself sometimes that you feel like you're going to disappoint yourself. So for example, I – had it, like and you you know this, but i I had like 18 bajillion projects on my plate like and 18 things that I wanted to do and like I wanted to do them all like I really truly wanted to do them all and I finally had to say, I cannot do all of these things like and that stunk like that was hard <laughs> for me. that was real hard but yeah. I had to look at what I was giving of myself. And realize that I'm not, like, I can't do every single thing. As much as I want Mm. to, as much Mm. as I think that I can, I just can't do everything 100%, right? Yeah. And so I think that there's that fear of disappointing ourselves as well that really plays into this whole yes, woman, people pleaser thing.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, and I, and I totally, that resonates with me. You and I are on the same page there. And like, we're both people that want to do a million things and want to do them all ourselves and want to do a million projects. And we're like two squirrels, just like in a field of nuts. It's so bad, (laughs) especially (laughs) when we get on an idea (laughs) tangent. Yeah, exactly. That's who we are. This is who we are as people. Two squirrels, field of nuts. That's our self-portrait. Welcome to the Brave Hunter podcast. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it is fear. It it really is because you're like, you know how good it feels, like the fear of disappointing yourself. You know how good it feels like when you accomplish a task and you're like, hell yeah, like I did that thing and I did it by myself. Right. And then you're like, oh wait, I can't. I can do like one of those out of every like twenty. So maybe I shouldn't take all twenty, and it's better for me to get to the other side and be like, oh, this is awesome. This is done. I had some help, but now look how great it is because it was done at a hundred percent instead. So I think in another, you know, the two big reasons why people become people pleasers or the yes woman is, you know. You either have that fear or you're trying to gain respect or mm. some sort of like respect or what's the other word that I want to use here? Notoriety, maybe. Or mm, it's yeah. like your acknowledgement is another good one that I think a lot of people seek. Like, do you see me? I'm here. Especially, this is definitely relevant for me because my first love language is words of affirmation. So I'm like, Mm. I'm confident in what I do. I know I'm good at my job. I feel like I'm a good mom. I have days where I don't feel good at either because I'm human, but also like, I still want you to tell me that like, you know what I mean? That's why like when clients write testimonials or stuff like that's like, that's like, will make me cry every time because those words mean a lot. So seeking some sort of Acknowledgement in the way of, you know, respect, especially like we all want to be respected. So we think that we have to earn it in a way of, again, like beating the shit out of ourselves in order to get there. Like, okay, well, I'll just do this one more project. And then if I get like moved up to that position, then they'll be like, if I get this done a week earlier than the deadline, then I'll be respected. And then I'll get that new position or whatever that looks like. Yep. And a lot of times what that does
1: is it's the exact opposite. Like it makes people view you as a doormat because Mm -hmm. if they know that you're going to be that person that always says yes, that you're going to give like 150% that they can just kind of use and abuse you, people will take advantage of that. And people will, instead of respecting you, they will disrespect you with their actions because they can, Mm. because they know that they can. And then they may see you as ingenuine and view you as weak. If people think that you can't stand up for yourself and say no – who's who wants to put somebody in a position like especially if you're going for a promotion right like one of the things that i talk to my leaders about all the time is i don't have all of the answers if i tell you something and you don't think that it's a good idea or you don't think that we should do it i need you to be able to tell me no i need you to be able to give me honest feedback i need you to be able to what i like to call manage up which means like i need you to manage me sometimes because mm-hmm. I will push somebody and push somebody and push somebody until, like, I know that they can't give me anymore because I want people to grow. And sometimes I'm guilty of overpushing people, right? And so... I, I never do it. that. Never. You don't do that at all. I've never... Kelsey? Kimberly, Really? <laughs> Surely not. But... And you and I are the same in this. Is like, you know, like until somebody tells me, no, I assume that you have, you've set your own boundaries and shame on me for doing that, Mm -hmm. but shame on you for not having your boundaries. Yeah, It's important. And so that's, I think what a lot of people end up doing is that they're trying to gain the respect of that person, but in the end, they end up looking weak.
0: Yeah. Which is so funny because in this quest for appearing a certain way, you're actually proving yourself to be the opposite of what you want.
1: Yeah. I have so much more respect. So one of my leaders, I love her so much. She's from up North. She's very just to the point, straightforward. And she constantly comes back at me. Like she challenges me. And the reason why I put her in the leadership role it's because she challenged me because when I tell mm-hmm. her I needed something from her, she'd be like, I can't do that. And here's why. And I'd be like, all right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to <laughs> hear because I need, you know, I think everybody needs somebody that's going to push back to them. Right. I, I need mm-hmm. someone who's able to stand up for themselves and if you are in, like, in any role, it doesn't matter if you're in a leadership role. It doesn't matter if you're just an employee. It doesn't matter, like, if this is to your friends. Like, you need to be able to say, I can't, I need, I won't, et cetera. Um, and you don't even have to excuse it. Like, it, this is just, like, no. Like, I, I'm i not going to do this. Like, I, yeah. this is not
0: working for me. Right? hmm Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's, it's a good point that you bring up in, in, you know, those, those boundaries not being set because that's our job to set our boundaries. So it's like, you know, we know that there's usually, I think everything kind of falls into one of these two categories as far as just being fearful about, you know, disappointing someone else or ourselves, or then also just trying to gain that respect or that acknowledgement from somebody. So, you know, it's really important after kind of connecting, why are we making this choice to figure out how we can navigate to do better? And the reason why we have to do better in not being people pleasers and not being the yes woman is because you have to learn how to live your life for yourself and not for other people, because the longer you waste your time living for other people, the more wasted your talent is. That's, yeah, that's such a great point.
1: That's, and we talk about this a lot. Like you are robbing the world of your gift. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly giving yourself to things that aren't what you're here for, we only get a short amount of time to make an impact Mm -hmm. in this world. Like Mm -hmm. your life could be gone tomorrow. Mm Are do you want to get to that point where you're looking back and you say, I didn't do any of the things or all of the, like even part of the things that I wanted to do because I Mm -hmm. was giving to somebody else instead.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, moving into like, okay, how do we stop this? We, you are a people pleaser. You are a yes woman. What do you do? Right. And the first thing which we've touched on many times already is establishing boundaries. Like this comes in the form of many ways. A lot of times this is simply going to be a boundary like with your time. Really when it comes to work or events, like I'm not going to go to 10 events a month. I'm going to go to four. I'm like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to work until nine o'clock at night. I'm going to work until five and then I'm going to go home and I'm not going to bring, I had a client once <laughs> that literally her homework was, I love giving homework to people. Um, her yes. homework was number one, delete the, your work email off your phone. Number two, do not bring your work laptop home with you. It changed everything for her, just by setting those boundaries with herself. So that's an important one. Set those boundaries with yourself. And in turn, that's setting boundaries with other people. Like you can email me after 5 p.m., but I don't have my laptop. So I will respond in the morning. Pretty easy.
1: Yeah. Easier said than done, but pretty easy. Right, right. Yeah. I think another tool is like knowing your values right? So, and I would encourage you, if you haven't done this exercise to, you know, take some time, get a pen and paper, put them on paper. What are your true values? What is most important to you? At the end of your life, when you look back, what are the things that you hope that your life was focused around? And then when something comes up, a project, something, you know, like an event. Uh, going out to do any kind of activity? Does this match up with my values or am I saying yes to this out of one of those two reasons, fear or respect?
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to those questions is a great idea. I really like that a lot. And about values, there's a tons of um, like exercises to where you can kind of lay out and narrow down your values. I've had clients that will go and take quizzes or do one of these exercises, because we refer back to this, just like you said, in certain situations, it's important to reflect back on what's important to you, because if you're making a decision that doesn't align with that, it's always going to show up. Boundaries, know your values. Another (laughs) easier said than done is don't answer immediately. When somebody asks you to do something at this point, and Mindy and I chatted a little bit about this, but at this point, So you have established a habit of saying yes to everything. You know this about yourself, know that and understand that this is building a new habit for you. So it's not going to come easy. It's not going to come overnight. So my encouragement and my tool for you is to take a pause when somebody asks you something, walk away if it's in person, if it's a text, put your phone down. If it's an email, close out of it, give yourself a pause to where you can answer in an informed way. So I talk a lot about like communication in general, but like taking a pause is important. You know yourself, you know that you will answer with a yes, because that's what you're used to doing. When we're trying to do something differently, let's take a pause. Don't just expect yourself to answer differently right off the bat. And one of the things that I tell people to do is if it's in face-to-face that can feel like awkward to some people. So you can use this face-to-face, email any of it. Your response is check your calendar. I got to check my calendar. And I tell this.
1: That's my favorite response. I tell people that all
0: the time. And- Honestly, like I say it all the time, but it's usually true. Like if I have my phone, but I'm not with my kids, if I'm with my kids, I'm like, I'm not going to sit on my phone. Like, I'll get to it later. So like, but in doing that, it allows you some space to be like, okay, like, what is this event? What else do I have on my calendar? Because your calendar should be laid out for your life. What do I have something there? What is in that space? Is it something for myself? I'm not deleting that for myself. That's important to me. So take a pause and then use the, let me check my calendar. And
1: speaking of calendars, if you have not set up your calendar yet, that is definitely something that you need to do. And if you need help setting up your calendar, make sure to check out and I'll put it in the show notes. Kelsey's time management toolkit It's absolutely like the most useful, helpful thing that I have found to actually schedule out my time. I was really lucky enough to be able to like help, um and like building that she did all the work I got to put it together but because I got to put it together I got to use it when I did (laughs) and super duper helpful has really helped me a lot with the crazy transitions that I have going on in my life right now but make sure that you have a calendar and that you're referencing it whether it's a paper calendar google calendar your psycho like Kelsey and I both yeah. make sure that you have it written down. So you really can go and look at your calendar and say, do I have time for this? Yes or no. Yeah. And do I want to have time for it?
0: Yeah. Because that's a really good point because if we don't even look at our calendar and then it's like, then you put your, you run into the thing of like, oh shit, I already had something that day. So now I have to like, now you're going to disappoint somebody. You know what I mean? And it might, then you're like, oh, I feel guilty because I have to tell this person no. And it's like, you're just causing a bigger mess when I mean, you could have taken the pause and said, sorry, can't. Which brings us to our next thing is it's okay to say no without giving a reason.
1: Ooh. And that one is, that has been the hardest one for me to learn because we Maybe it's just a generational thing. I you know, just the way that I was raised, a lot of us were raised was like when you say no, it's almost like it requires an apology. Like yeah. no, I can't sorry because I have X, Y, Z, A, B, C. But in reality, that requires no apology. You should not apologize for how you spend your time. And I have been the queen of apologizing, something that I'm incredibly guilty for doing and have gotten much better at with practice is apologizing for not responding to a text immediately. Let's
0: talk about how ridiculous that is. Especially when I call you out and I'm like, please don't apologize for this. Thank you.
1: (laughs) And you know, that's actually why, because I never even realized that I was doing it. Like it was just something that I did. And then you said something to me and I was like, wait a second. Why am I apologizing for not answering this text message? This doesn't require an immediate response, but it's something that so many of us have been bred like to do. And you can say no without reason, without fault, without like, and you shouldn't feel guilty because this is your time at the end of the day. You don't have to say yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, you really don't. But again, we have that expectation of like, it's hurting somebody else if we don't give in to their needs. But that goes back to us not prioritizing ourselves. When you understand and you are fully invested in understanding that you come first and that because of putting you first, everybody benefits from that. When you shift to that mindset, that's where the magic happens because then you're able to be like, Sorry, like when, when a consultation's like, oh, can't gotta reschedule. And I'm like, I don't have anything until next month. Like, sorry. You know, like it's what it it's, is. Yeah. So, but it's like that's just goes back to not being in the place to where you prioritize yourself. Once you get to that place, which takes work, but once yeah. you get to that place, then you're able to make and and feel like I believe that every choice that I make is from a place of benefit for myself and everybody around me. And that includes saying no sometimes.
1: Absolutely. So let's run back to this. How do we stop being a yes woman? Because I think we we handed out a lot of things and I want to make sure that everybody kind of gets them. So number one, boundaries, not only with yourself, but once you set those with yourself, making sure that you're holding yourself to them and doing it with others. Number two, knowing your values, making sure that what you're saying yes to is matching those values. Number three, one of my favorites, take a pause, do not answer immediately. Use your calendar, say, I've got to check it, making sure that you really actually have time for things, which is number four. And then last but not least, say no and be okay with saying no. Love it. Okay, Kelsey. So next week's episode, what are we talking about?
0: Okay. So next week, episode 19, I am pumped for this interview. So we are talking to Renelle Nelson. And Renelle is an intimacy and infidelity specialist. So she is a therapist, a sex therapist and she is incredible. So she has quite the story of her own, but she's going to give us a lot of insights on, you know, how we can communicate better. One of the things that, so I personally, I said this in another episode, but I went to sex therapy and one of the greatest things she, she says, and she says it often is sex is your birthright. And I was like, Holy shit. So she really kind of flipped everything upside down for me because we have this with this view of sex as women as like, oh, this is a hush thing. We're not supposed to talk about this. But here's the deal. A lot of us have had sexual trauma. And a lot of us have uncomfortable views of sex. And so she um, she brings a lot of light to a lot of that. So I am really excited to talk to her. And it's going to be a great interview because she's she's passionate and she's just, she's a good human. So, but yeah, so that'll be next week. thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hope that all of you people pleasers out there got some good tools on how you can navigate moving forward. If you can, again, just screenshot this for us, post it to your social. So we know you're listening, tag us. And uh, we thank you again for listening and don't forget to live bravely today.